Oh my gosh, we made it. It's a new episode. I have no idea what the routine is going to be with all of this moving forward since we're not really functioning in like the normal. Um, But for now, I'm just going to continue on with this little phone calls with friends series. Had the chance to talk to Jordan Galloway, who is an amazing dancer, teacher, choreographer, and all around just awesome friend. A few days after we met for the first time, not met, sorry, hung out, like actually hung out for the first time. I guess I had mentioned that I was going through like a tough time or something. Oh, sorry, getting a text. She showed up at my house with flowers and a card and a little face mask and lent me this book um, called Emptiness Dancing, which seriously changed my perspective on everything I was going through. I highly recommend it. Yeah, Jordan's awesome. She's probably not going to hype herself up as much as she deserves, so take my word for it. She rocks. All right. Without further ado, Jordan. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Hanging in there. (laughs) How has this time been for you? You're in Florida, right? Yes, I'm in Florida at my family's house. Yeah, I feel like I've kind of been on vacation, Mm -hmm. but it's like, okay. This is when I would normally, like, go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, it would be over. Um, you know, my nephew's out of school, and my sister is a nurse, so talk about essential. Oh, my gosh. You know, she's still been going to work every day and, you know, everything like that, so mm-hmm. I'm helping out with him. Oh, well, that worked um, out, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, my name is Jordan Galloway, and I am 29, more specifically, not an age group. I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> <laughs> I am 29, and uh, I currently am a dancer educator, choreographer, artist. I don't like to box myself in too much. Yeah, don't. No, um, all the things you do. Yeah, more so as a recent. I've gotten back into teaching, something mm-hmm. I used to do a lot more of um, when I was younger, um, before I started dancing commercially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been kind of getting back into the, the education side of, of dance and, and things like that, and I really enjoy it because it's definitely like more meaningful in a sense, like mm-hmm. um, as far as uh, affecting other people's lives and seeing that impact like quickly in other people's lives. I've been coaching a high school team, a high school color guard, and then um, recently just um, signed with a new choreography agency. Uh, do you know Car- uh, Carson? Yes. Yeah, 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 Carson Rowe. Um, um, mm-hmm, yeah, I'm working um, with Tribe 99. <gasps> That's and, awesome. Congrats. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm excited about it, you know, to kind of work with some dance teams around the country. I think the reason I've been getting into teaching and choreography a little bit more is um, just, like I said, the reconnecting and, and the more of the purpose-driven work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely do see myself in some type of creative production role. Yeah. I've always felt like a visionary. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to sound as humble as I can saying that. That's no, of, yeah, that's no, say it proudly. Coming out, but I definitely an idea person and very imaginative, whether it be in productions or, you know, just directing smaller programs. We'll see. You know, I'm open to the form in which it happens, but yeah. just trying to prepare myself. And then also I'm interested in, um, in some holistic health things. Like um, I know during the time I've looked at started Starting to take um, my Reiki classes. Okay. Um, I really want to take some Reiki classes. Um, my mom and I are beginning a journey to, I don't know if I told you, we want to yeah. um, create a, a documentary together. And we're, we've, we've both always been kind of interested in holistic health. So we want to do that 
um, something together and kind of document our journey into that. You know, we thought the dynamic of a mother and daughter would be really interesting too, um, because that always felt like, you know, she's definitely like my soulmate. Um, and although she's my mother, we're kind of in the same place in life and in the transitional phase. Um, so it's interesting to be there together, but be, you know, 20 years apart. She's 20 years my elder, so. Oh, I love that so much. Yes, I remember you telling me that. That is yeah. so cool. Also, speaking of your mom, I have to ask what mask y'all did the other day that you put on your story. Because you both have beautiful skin. So I need to know. <laughs> my mom is the guru. There's some secrets that she still won't give up to me yet. Mm-hmm. But she always does give me little hints. She actually got that from Costa Rica. Um, and it's uh, like a volcanic uh, clay ash. Wow. Mask. So, you know, it starts wet. And then it, as it dries, you know, it, it turns white like uh-huh. ash. Um, oh but she God. got it when she was in Costa Rica. She always had something. Love it. Me. She always tells me to not to sleep on my face. Uh-huh. Like to sleep on my back. Yep, She's I'm like, trying to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm working on that. It's hard because I sleep like on my stomach. Like uh, yes, with my face. On my face. Mm-hmm. Like pillow. Oh, oh yeah. Mush. Yep. Yes. So it's but. really hard, but I've been trying <laughs> every night, like my absolute hardest, to stay on my back. I haven't done it yet, but we're going to keep trying. It gets better every day. It does. It does. <laughs> And I, I always tell people, you know, I feel like I have something to look forward to because she looks my age. Like, mm-hmm. every time we go out together, people think that we're siblings. And, of course, she eats it up and loves it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. But she'll get she'll get hit on, and people are just always so nice to her because she's beautiful. <laughs> you know, she's beautiful. She's just beautiful. And, oh, yeah. I love it. That's but, awesome. Yeah. Seven questions, 73 question style, because 73 questions – in this format would just be not as fun as watching it. But seven random questions for you. If you could be quarantined or stuck anywhere for two weeks, where would it be? Um, Greece. Mm. (laughs) Have you been? Take me now. No, and it's on my bucket list, and I want to go so, so, so bad. I've always felt connected to it Mm -hmm. um, because some of my heritage is is Greek. I've always said, like, there or, like, one of the Croatian islands. I belong in the Mediterranean. Okay, so you're in Greece. What one book would you have with you if you could if you could only bring one? Not just one. <laughs> um, well, I'm working on what is it, the Forty Eight Laws of Power. So, oh, that's a big book. I'd, I'd probably bring something like that. I like self help help books. I'm not too big into um, fiction. Yeah, like as far as reading. Fiction. Same. And one movie. Oh, it's <laughs> so hard. No. You know, I think it's still probably my favorite movie, A Walk to Remember. I've heard of it. What? It's really oh sad, right? It is, and I think I still cry every time I see it. I like to cry it's in movies, one though. Of those, yeah, rom-coms, but more, you know, mm-hmm. heartstrings, heartfelt. And I grew up watching it as a kid, and it's just like that love movie that I was just like, oh. Oh, okay, so I have to watch that. Mm-hmm. If you had a sitcom show, like TV show for you and your friends, what would the cheesy theme song be? I don't have too many friends, so maybe <laughs> it would be similar. It would be similar to like the, maybe like the new girl one where she's like, it's just, but it would be like. <laughs> Who's that girl? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be something like that, and it would be like, just join. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Favorite day of the week? Wednesday. That is what Neely said, too. I See, I don't like Wednesdays. I don't know why. Uh, I, I really think it's just kind of popped in my head. I, yeah. I'm not even sure that that's my favorite. Which yeah. Is my first Wednesdays are fun sometimes. I mean, I, I think of like Adam's Family Wednesday. Oh, there you go. Um, mid- midweek, I don't know. Have you ever dressed up as Wednesday Adams? Of course. 
Okay. I just feel like with your black hair, because that's all I know you with, that's a, oh, yeah. a great go-to. Okay, your favorite non-explicit, quote, curse word. Mine is shoot a monkey. My mom has always said that, so that oh, is... Oh, my God. <laughs> that is our, that's our, like, fake curse word. That one's really good. My, I, I would say something probably was a little bit more boring, like, just, like, gosh darn it. Okay, last but not least, if you were president and you could choose anyone in the world dead or alive, to be first lady, even though you're a woman, but still, your first lady, who would you choose? My mother. There you I love that. <laughs> well, my mother, yes, because she knows that, and she's like an older version of me. Uh-huh. There you go. I, I love probably, it. I'd probably agree with most of the things that she did. I think that's what you need, for the most part. Like we've already talked about, this is a very unsure time. So is there a specific verse or chapter in the Bible or spiritual practice that you have found you know, particularly helpful. Absolutely. Uh, one of my favorites is Romans twelve twelve. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be confident in prayer. And I like it because you don't really have to read into it too much. It's mm-hmm. exactly what you need and, and how to feel about it. And um, and I always um, am a fan of duplicative numbers. Mm-hmm. So twelve twelve. There's a mm-hmm. yeah, that one's so good. And and of all the devotionals that I've been like reading or watching in uh, church that I've been watching online on Sunday. Um, there's a lot of stuff, I, I think, in the Bible. <laughs> Clearly, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible. That's not what I... <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff in there. No, but it is very, um, like, for this time of being so unsure. I mean, that's it's not, it's not something new. I mean, this pandemic is new, but this whole concept of, of being lost and, and things happening that we don't oh, know yeah. why they're happening, that's, you know... We, we have everything we need, I guess, kind of, like, guidance-wise, which is really cool. Um, yeah. yeah. And I spend a lot of time, too, um, meditating. It's something I do with my nephew, too, which he, he's very hyperactive. You know, he's a young kid, so he has a ton of energy. But um, I love the fact that he is actually able to, to do that. And it normally turns into nap time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that, that's a start, you know, yeah. for a young kid. but. I've gotten him to do yoga and meditation with me. And really? We do that. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of good resources for that, too. We do, like, um, there's a lot of kids yoga on YouTube. And, like, they'll associate it with, like, Spider-Man or Pokemon or something. Wow. You know? And so we're able to do, like, I get him to do that with me. So I still get to incorporate some of my daily things. I just have to, you know, adjust the version, you know, so uh-huh. that he, he does it with me. But. I do a lot of meditation, and then um, sometimes, too, I, I play with my tarot cards. I do tarot cards. And I like to spend time doing that if I have certain questions. I definitely believe in, like, my spirit guides and um, very spiritual as well. So oh my I gosh. incorporate that with prayer. I don't think I knew that you uh, did tarot cards. I don't even know what the right verb is for that. My little sister is so interested in that. And I have a yeah. one of my favorite songs from my favorite artist, Vanessa Carlton. She has a song called House of Seven Swords, which is based okay. off of one of the tarot cards. And I live by that song. So I've always <laughs> wanted to get into it. You're going to have to show me sometime like, I, how I that works. I absolutely will. It's, it's something that, you know, like me and my mom, you know, I'm able to talk with a lot about her because she's also very spiritual. Yeah, that's something I definitely uh, spend time doing too when I am feeling like I have questions or sometimes even a way I feel like to just get the answer out of myself right. <laughs> you know I'm like okay you know what to feel and here it is mm-hmm. that is so cool all right so 
for the most part, people with our personality type tend to be a little bit more closed off. Like when you when you meet them, I always get told that I have resting bitch face, which I usually don't mean to. It just kind of, I guess I don't, if I'm not trying, yeah, I don't yeah. seem as warm to people that don't know me. So it just kind of takes, I feel like it takes a little more time to warm up to people. Um, but like, I just, I wouldn't, I never thought that you were like mean or anything, but I also didn't know, like, I think you're, you're more expressive when I've talk to you like one-on-one and like in our small group and whatever or you know now like watching the bachelor and whatever you know like it's just it's different and I'm I'm the same way (laughs) that the bachelor brings something just different out of people people, oh yeah over maybe maybe that's how we should um mm -hmm. people oh my gosh sharing a tv show with them yeah that's actually very interesting and and something like Like that maybe that's a tv show I don't know if you're hosting uh-huh. like a, a like weird. Get to know somebody. Yep. Yes, yes. They should do that for speed dating. You don't talk. Like you just. And chill yes. The name of it. Yes. And oh my gosh. You, you kind of get matched by like what show you pick. Like maybe that's the first matching. Is mm-hmm. like if you pick the same sitcom and then like your favorite characters and things. Like you maybe you'll get a, a date another date if you pick the same favorite character or something. This is I a concept. Know. All right, we need to talk to somebody who can help us make this happen. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, we'll work on that. Yeah, I'm definitely somebody who knows who I connect with right away. Uh Uh-huh. And and can be very guarded of myself Uh um, because I am a very, very private person. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, I can just be very guarded. When I feel connected to somebody at that guard is instantaneous, like instantly down. Mm-hmm. I get that. When you're one of those people that I feel like, oh, I, I know you. I mm-hmm. feel like I know your soul. Mm-hmm. So we're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So over the over the years, like working and, and being in it, well, let me ask, how many years have you been in Atlanta dancing? Because I know you mentioned that you used to do like crew stuff, right? Like yeah, on an actual yeah, team. Like Hip Hop International, like uh, we won for the United States for the yeah. crew that I was on. Lit. Uh, yeah, yeah, USA champ. It's like the Olympics <laughs> of you know hip hop dance life. I don't know. So, but that was fun, and I used to battle and mm-hmm. things like that um, a lot more before I moved to Atlanta. The Atlanta scene was a little more commercial mm-hmm. um, and, and didn't really offer all of those things. Um, but I think I've been in Atlanta, I guess, now six years. Okay, cool. And um, and it kind of started off pretty quickly for me once I moved here. I wasn't in Atlanta very long before things kind of picked up and I started going that direction pretty mm-hmm. full time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess um, I feel like the community was a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, so that made it a little bit easier. Yeah. And then would see a lot of the same people doing a lot of the same things. So yeah it became just kind of easy because those were the only people I was around. I wasn't really doing anything outside of dance. Only dancing. I was only taking class at the studio at one one that got a dance. Mm-hmm. And it was like all the same people. So it was kind of like, here's your friend. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know, like they were kind of just handed, handed to me. And, right. Um, it, it's kind of easy at that point to get along with people because, you know, at that point you're all like-minded. Mm-hmm. Kind of doing the same thing, seeing each other at the same audition, right? The same rehearsals. Yeah, you you know you kind of fall into a group. Yeah, 
So how do you how do you balance or how do you try to find the balance between being approachable and, and able to network because that is an important part of what we do. People have to like you to want to work with you and that's just that. Um, but without being you know overly open with others, especially as like you're saying it, it was a little smaller. So how do you how do you work on that? Because I have already in my short time uh, learned the hard way that some I don't know. It's kind of like you said uh, when when I let my guard down, though I sometimes let it down uh, a little too, too soon. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. So where's that? You know, I don't know. In your opinion, where's that line of like personal and professional? That is so challenging because. I think it's changed over time. Mm-hmm. I think when I was younger, I didn't have as much of a guard up. Yeah. Um, I'd be, because I think I was more eager mm-hmm. to experience things. And so um, I was a little bit um, more naive to things, more naive to people and situations. Probably definitely made more mistakes. Definitely probably crossed those boundaries yeah. more than I would now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. it's a balance, I think that eagerness allowed me to kind of put myself out there more, but I definitely think I probably, like I said, crossed those lines more as well, too. So, you know, I think now I'm a little bit more cautious, but I'm definitely not as involved because I'm not as, I don't feel as eager, Mm -hmm. you know, to kind of win over people or to experience things because I've already had some of those experiences, you know? Yeah, no, that totally makes sense just talking about kind of our community specifically, because I think it is really cool that I get people asking me, people like the people I work with that, you know, live in LA or live in New York or whatever, talking about, oh, how is so-and-so's class and this and that, you know. Um, But what what are some things that you think the community, just the arts community in general, doesn't have to be dance specifically, but that our community excels at and two things that you would, want to see grow or change or just improve? That's a good question. I think that there's so much diversity in the city, Mm -hmm. but that we we don't do a great job at kind of connecting all of that diversity together and unifying it. I I think um, we kind of celebrate those diversities individually Mm. versus really being able to find a way to bring all of those communities together yeah, and all of those sides of our community together to make, you know, kind of a more unified, mm-hmm. more unified event and yeah. gathering. Yeah. Like a unit, like a stronger yeah. unit. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of people trying to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it just kind of stays all spread out because I don't think we really get behind anything and, and, and drive it all the way. Mm-hmm. We kind of, oh, this person's going to start this, this person's going to start this. Mm-hmm. Oh, this event, this event, this event. And I'd like to see more unified events. Yeah. So what can we what can we do to work on that? I mean, I guess, like, be, be more supportive. I know I, I have to – I talked about this with Danny and Cameron and Carson – about the kind of split between like contemporary classes and hip hop classes, how you see a lot of, mm-hmm. you see a lot of contemporary dancers jumping into hip hop. You don't see a lot of hip hop people jumping in to a contemporary or a jazz class. class. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I you think, know, I think 
for some for some people it's um the delivery of the message yeah sometimes it's maybe easier for the mind to free up versus than to like tighten up yeah if that makes sense mm-hmm. um and to follow more strict guidelines and this is the correct way you do it with I don't know, I feel like in a lot of the quote-unquote hip-hop classes, you know, they're, they're just choreography classes. Yeah. Most people are not actually teaching hip-hop, it's just technique, you know, yeah. commercial choreography. Mm-hmm. There's multiple ways for it to be interpreted and it to be applauded. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. for, for that diverse interpretation, whereas in a technique class, you know, your line has to look like this. Mm-hmm. It has to, you know what I mean? And there's yeah. some freedom as far as the movement, um, yeah, in, in like a piece, but there's still um, but the technique is is you know stronger, and so I think for a lot of people that's a little harder of an adjustment when you've been used to doing one thing mm-hmm. for so long. Totally. And then also, you know, when you work in the commercial world, it, it, it's hard to leave your ego at the door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, especially True when that. you when you work out of the same place that you train. Mm. I feel like that that's that's been a hard thing for our community is when, you know, the place that you train, it may not always feel like the safest place. Yeah. Because you have to work from that place, mm-hmm. you know, and there are people there that, you know, the community's small. Everybody talks yeah. in the community and has their opinions about everybody else. Yeah. No, it gets back, back to you. So that's definitely hard for people, I think, to, sure. to get past. Sure. You know, if we can work harder it just does as a community to be more more supportive yeah Yeah. more open more supportive definitely more supportive more welcoming Mm -hmm. um and and you know not pressuring people Mm -hmm. you know I I think some people know what they want to do and know what they enjoy doing and shouldn't feel like because you don't do this you're not as good yeah totally you know like I know that there are plenty of people who don't want to do both or feel yeah. like I'm perfectly comfortable doing this and this is what makes me happy and maybe I don't want to break my back in a technique class. Sure. Um, or, you know, maybe I don't want to do hip, maybe I don't want to do hip hop, maybe I just want to be a company dancer mm-hmm. and that should be okay and applauded too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that mutual, mutual respect because... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Working hard at, uh, yeah. at different things and somebody's... I think that's just something that we all just in general, not even just in the entertainment industry, but you know, I have friends that are in college or friends that are not in college and comparing this major to that major and, Oh, I'm doing this internship and I'm going straight into this job out of college and whatever, not comparing what working hard looks like for you with what working hard looks like for somebody else. Cause it's, Correct. it's Correct. not the same because, for everybody. You know, exactly. And you can never know, somebody's full story until you sit down and talk to them and yeah. then you know you yeah. just kind of get a perspective versus like actually stepping into it and understanding really, mm-hmm. you know what they've gone through to get there so yeah. I think you know support all around could definitely improve um and you know more more community things like I would love to see um more camaraderie you know and I feel like there um the community is not bad at that, like, especially in our dance community, I, I see a whole group of people who's connected, and, yeah. you know, they're younger, and I think it's awesome, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's what it's supposed to be, right, um, it just cycles through, too, you know, yeah. it's, it's people cycle, and it's time cycles, 
the community goes through changes and, and um, evolves and totally. is, is ever-changing. Mm-hmm. So I don't think, you know, we necessarily have more opportunity. Um, I think, you know, the, the tax credit thing with the film industry definitely helps, but also at the same time, it's not like there's a whole lot more than there was. It's, it's still not all the way connected. I feel as if it should be. I feel like there's so much more production work that's happening that our community actually has not tapped into. Mm-hmm. I am currently reading a book called 12 Rules for Life. Uh, I'm on chapter four, which is rule number four, which is compare yourself to who you were yesterday and not who someone else is today. And it goes on to talk about like a concept of taking stock, uh, something that Galen talked about a lot in her artist development intensive and something that we've actually talked about in our small group a little bit about pointing at and, and picking apart and dissecting and paying attention to the things that you are grateful for, the things that you want to improve upon, um, and being honest with yourself so that you can, you know, judge yourself less and, you know, give yourself a little bit of a break. So that being said, we've already, we've already done this in our small group a little bit. Um, three things you love about yourself and three things that you want to improve. Hmm. Well, I'll probably start with the improvements, but I can't end with the loving myself. <laughs> um, I could get better at coming back out of my shell mm-hmm. um, and, and kind of getting some of that eagerness back. Yeah. Because I definitely was more of that and then went through a lot and it kind of, you know, kept me away and I'm, I'm working on coming back out and, and, and not being so selfish with myself. Mm-hmm. Like totally. getting back to that point where I feel open with, with sharing because I know that that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. I would say I could work harder again. I stopped working as hard as I was working before mm-hmm. as far as training and trying new things. Sure. And then probably a third one, I could probably be better. Maybe I'll say connecting with the rest of my family. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, or, you know, sharing some of my trials and tribulations with them. Don't ever like sharing the bad stuff with people, which is why sometimes I feel like I don't share, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because uh, I don't I don't want it to be anything negative, so. All right, give but yourself some okay pats on that. the back. Yeah. Pats on the back. Yeah. Um, I have definitely set a lot of goals for myself in the last year that I'm very proud of um, actually, like, writing out and mm-hmm. and taking steps to fulfill them. I think I'm getting back into that groove of pushing for a new level mm-hmm. in life, trying to level it, level it, level it. Uh, I'm happy that my mom and I are working on this together. That's part of, you mm-hmm. know, I yeah. think it's us trying to connect and, mm-hmm. and build something within my family. And then I would say, you know, yeah, teaching more, connecting more with kids and trying to give back in ways that, um, helped me when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. The high school that I'm at, you know, it's not like I'm making the most money I could be making teaching. Sure. You know, I'm doing I'm doing it for the purpose. Yeah. And to give that, not the paycheck. And yeah. Um, so sometimes important. that's hard, but I'm really yeah. proud of myself for for doing that this past year. Totally. I think one of the things that I admire about you um, is that you're okay I've been told this by one of my mentors I actually had him write a letter of recommendation for me for the school that I really wanted to transfer to and then when I ended up deciding I wasn't going to go I I read his recommendation letter (laughs) and he said 
he said he would describe me as being a quiet fire. And at first I didn't really understand what that meant, but then it's, I sort of started to get it. But that's kind of like how I see you. Like, I, I feel like that applies to you. You're not super pushy about who you are or what you believe in, but you're strong about it. And, you know, you come off as, as very sure of yourself, but also very humble. So, awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, so yeah, and I, I admire that a lot, a lot, definitely. Last thing that I'm, I'm going to give you. Okay, if you could dance for one artist and then direct a, video, uh, a visual for, an, for a different artist and then choreograph for another artist, who would you do for, for each one? And they all have to be different? No, like, they don't, they don't have to. Kill. Oh, well, okay, yes. I mean, mine are all three different, but yours don't have to be different. If you have that, like, diehard one that you're like, I want to do it all, that's totally respectable as well. Like, the artist that's probably always been on my list is Chris Brown. Yeah. Like, all of it. Mm Mm-hmm. But then, I think as far as, like, choreography, I feel like I'd probably be better at choreographing for, like, a female artist. Uh Uh-huh. But honestly, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't really want to pinpoint somebody. Maybe a maybe a Janet because uh-huh. I have a little bit of that mm-hmm. pop jazzy yeah feel yeah as far as choreographing. But I would love to work um, with Chris Brown. I'd love to dance for Chris Brown. And then I'm sure, of course, he's always been on my list. Maybe if, if I had to pick a female artist, maybe I'd pick like a. A, a Britney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a Britney. <laughs> well, okay. Let's say it, Jordan Galloway, creative director. Who would oh, yeah. who would you want to get your hands on for that? A Janet or a yeah. Madonna. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mad- oh my God! Absolutely. You choreographing for Madonna? Madonna, I would. Ooh, yeah, that would be I amazing. Love that. So cool. That'd be amazing. Like they're just you have to you have to go all the way to the top, and that's just like the cream of the crop right there. Oh yeah. And then as a dancer, you know, I just I would definitely still say Chris Brown. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Grew up just yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, running, and he's. Running. <laughs> oh yeah, oh all day, and he's one of those my, ones that hip hop dreams. Yeah, he he can dance. His videos are cool and different. They're not all the same, and his choreographers. I mean, like he has like legit dancers. That's why I like this as a three part question, not just like who would you dance for, because you know some artists are not dancers, um, and some artists. Here's, here's actually one that I would love to create direct for uh, female artist Rihanna. Oh yes. Oh yeah. yeah, and then Tanisha Scott is one of my biggest role models. I love her, mm-hmm. and I I would want to work with her. I know Paris choreographs a lot for her now too. Yeah. Oh and yeah, yeah. One of my one of my role models as far as yeah her her visuals are just insane. So good. Well, thank you so much for answering all of my questions. I really appreciate it, and I miss you so much. So I hope that this is all over soon. So I sort of didn't record an outro because we started talking about other stuff. But again, thank you, Jordan, for doing this. Um, I will link all of her information in the description of this episode. So make sure you check that out. Follow her. Keep up with her. Also, if you're not following at Gabby Gaps Podcast on Instagram, please do that. That would mean so much to me. Thank you again to my little brother, Noah, for the music. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. See you real soon.